Come with us down the rabbit hole. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. As we explore the odd and esoteric. If my answers frighten you, then you should cease asking scary questions. This is the AU Radio Underground Files. Underground Files. that one podcast you know that one hot goth chick from biology class listens to and you're desperate for something to talk to her about because last time you tried you asked her if she wanted to go to a maroon five concert and she threw her drink in your face you got this buddy these are the underground files first off why would you ask the goth chick to go to a maroon five concert he's bad with girls okay Okay, that's is it just the overall sex appeal of adam levine i guess that's the only thing i I mean california on the abs or whatever (laughs) like (laughs) i'm good okay i'm currently sitting here in a neck brace because last week this man told such an atrocious dad joke i rolled my eyes so hard that i cracked two vertebrae it's gory Was it the Awimaway joke? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> Everybody go listen to the latest episode of AU Radio and you'll fully understand why. She is currently the Guinness World Record holder for being the world's youngest crotchety old woman ever. It's Hannah. Oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> Your host this evening is a woman who was last seen being forcibly removed by the authorities after refusing to leave the Walmart detergent aisle, screaming that Tide Pods are the pr- forbidden fruit and will open your eyes to the truth. <laughs> Joining us live under heavy supervision and questionable sedation from the Eastern State Mental Hospital, it's Katie from the podcast. That's me! That was really good. Way better than the one I had. (laughs) The one I had was, uh, your host for this evening was recently uh, kicked out of medical school because her thesis paper was on how farts were nothing more than the ghosts of food <laughs> why why is every single one of my intros something just me getting in legal trouble well it's you getting thrown out of a lot of places <laughs> that that does happen a lot this is case file number 2.5 we're gonna be talking about alien abduction ladies and gentlemen heck yeah oh man there's a lot of probes there's also a lot of probes ew that's there is a lot of probing but there's also a lot of science uh, so do you guys know the common signs of alien abduction? Uh, before we get into the alien abduction, I do want to uh, I do want to oh, yes, a little absolutely, throw out there. Yeah. Um, I want to read something that I received this morning, um, and it was directed at AU proper, but I want to talk about it here. Um, my third cousin, mm-hmm. uh, Trey Pat, what's up, brother? I hope you're listening. Um, sent me this message this morning, and it really... Hit home. It was, hey, cuz, as you probably know, Grandpa Gary has been in the hospital. He had a new pacemaker and defibrillator put in. He's doing a lot better now. They're thinking he can hopefully be discharged from the hospital today. It's been nerve-wracking, but I've found comfort and a way to ease my anxiety by listening to AU Radio. It's been awesome. Is there any way I can, or any way or a website I can go to to get all the past episodes? So I sent him the link to the episodes and stuff. But... Holy humbled. Oh, that is my God. Real quick. I mean, honestly, uh, Trey Pat, thank you so much for the kind words. We're glad that our particular brand of nonsense has (laughs) given anybody any sort of of respite in the shitstorm that is modern day life. Oh, absolutely. And so uh, to all those out there, our listeners, we appreciate you very much. And if if at all we're helping out... uh, Thank you so much for letting us know. We really appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, guys. Uh, so when 
we first started this, for me personally, I can't speak for other people, but when we first started this... You speak for other people I like <laughs> Constantly. I'm, I'm working on it. When we first started this, I liked it because it was just a way for me to rant about stuff that nobody cared about and, you know, just do it all the time. But then, you know, it kind of started to take off, and the reason at least I do it now is for you guys, because y- the overwhelming amount of people that are like, you get like i listen to the like we have police officers that tell us yeah you guys get me through my shift yeah like late night that's amazing so thank you guys so much we purely do this for you guys absolutely now let's talk about how you can get taken by the aliens <laughs> aliens so what are some common signs of alien abduction so uh change uh, your hair your oh <gasps> rude <laughs> if you suddenly find yourself on a spaceship that's a really good sign. You, you may have been abducted <laughs> by aliens. Abducted by oh, God. No. <laughs> Rule number 37 of Underground Files. No Jeff Foxworthy jokes. Aww. So the common signs of alien abduction are large gaps of lost memory or time. We. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, unexplainable marks on your body, such as laser cuts on your ankles, wrist, or back. Weed. Sleep Where are you going to get laser cuts? They're You've probably not laser cuts. <laughs> they're They're... Anyway, whatever. Okay. Strange humming noises at night that seem to come from nowhere. Weed. That's that's a uh, that's auditory hallucinations. It's uh, a sound. <laughs> it's a sign of damaged hearing and hearing loss. You should probably go to the doctor. I have a thing about this. Hold on. Increased paranoia. Weed. <laughs> hey, Katie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the truth is out there, guys. Sleepwalking. Weed. Sinus problems. Weed. Blood on your pillow for no reason. Coke. Uh, violence. <laughs> Uh, your television, phone, or computer starts malfunctioning when you come near it. That's just Apple products. Uh, that's me. I, you know, I have I have a weird electromagnetic. It's uh, called an anti-tech field. Is that really? It's me, me, and Doctor Grant from Jurassic Park. Yeah, <laughs> I I do it too. Yeah, yeah. That's why have... my phones die every year. That's why. Oh, you guys have the worst superpowers ever. <laughs> oh so... yeah, we're the <laughs> X Men. <laughs> so okay. Note. So the problem is all of these things isolated are absolutely just like, as you said, weed, weed (laughs) or just signs of other things. But all of them together, I'm saying they're still caused by little green things. (laughs) (laughs) So do you guys want to hear some uh, documented and reported cases of alien abduction? Well, that's so, why I'm here. This are morning. we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about uh, uh, credible documentation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or are we also going to talk about discreditable? So, so <laughs> these ones that I'm specifically talking about, with the exception of the last one, if we get to it, because this is a lot of info, um, is are ones that haven't been outright disproven and completely been like this is a this is a fake. But something that we're going to talk about a little bit later is. People say all the time, oh, well, they're just saying this to get a book deal or make money. People that admit to, people that claim to have been abducted by aliens or visited by aliens. It ruins their lives. Almost exclusively, absolutely destroys them. It ruins marriages. Their kids won't talk to them. They, they develop substance abuse problems because of flashbacks and post-traumatic yeah, stress. No, nobody does this for fame. Nobody no. does this to make money. It destroys people. So the first ever documented case of alien abduction in modern history is uh, in the case of in November 27th, 1896 
edition of the Stockton, California Daily Mail, Colonel H.G. Shaw claimed that he and a friend were harassed by three tall, slender humanoids whose bodies were covered with a fine, downy hair who tried to kidnap the pair. They were unsuccessful. That is all the information I had on this. Are you sure that that wasn't just Slenderman, Kilman <gasps> Howe, attorneys at law? They did not have... First of all, they don't try to kidnap people. They just very aggressively try to ha- get them as clients. Second of all, <laughs> Slenderman does not have hair. <laughs> Have you ever it seen brings Slenderman new, up close? It brings new meaning to ambulance chasers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Spacecraft chasers. So uh, how many of you are familiar with uh, Antonio Villas Boas? Uh, no. Okay. So he is uh, more a nickname that I gave him that nobody else calls him is the Brazilian alien lover. <laughs> Oof. Okay. You dubbed him this? Yes. <laughs> So, he's one of the first people... um, Hashtag Brazilian alien lover. So, so in the 1950s... Just turn the lights down. (laughs) Grab a glass of wine. (laughs) Put on some Stare deep into their lifeless black eyes. Oh, God. No, his uh, his depiction, their eyes were blue. We'll get to that in a second. Is the mood music just synth, then? (gasps) It's just John Carpenter. (laughs) So, in the late... In the late 1950s, a 23-year-old Brazilian farmer, uh, Antonio Vilas Boas, uh, was tilling his field at night to beat the heat because he lives in Brazil. It's very hot. Uh, when he saw what looked like a growing red star in, uh, in the sky, until it came so close, he realized it wasn't a star at all, but a craft of some kind. Like an idiot, he hopped on his tractor in an attempt to flee from it. He he took off on a tractor? He tried to take off on a tractor. To be fair. To be fair. Tractors, if not attached to anything, can go significantly faster <laughs> than the standard human can run. Yes. That's human? That, yeah, human. What kind of signs <laughs> is this? <laughs> like, things just in the, oh, it moved in the cornfield. Like, <laughs> what? So, uh, as... So as the uh, spacecraft got closer and he took off on the tractor, the tractor just immediately shut down for no reason. Antonio attempted to flee on foot, but was approached by a humanoid creature standing at five foot four, uh, wearing cov- uh, coveralls and a helmet with tiny blue eyes peering through. It's just Katie. No, this thing was blonde and had a bowl cut. You have wigs. <gasps> it was Kincaid. <laughs> it was Kincaid. Okay, yeah, confirmed. Uh, the creature began to make barking noises, and suddenly three more of these creatures appeared, captured Antonio, and took him to the ship. Antonio was immediately disrobed and covered head to toe in a strange gel. Gross. This is when it gets a little bit sexy. Uh, they took blood from his face and pumped him full of gas that made him violently ill. They took blood from his face? Yes, uh, they. I, There's better places to get blood. I. They never. He never specifically maybe, said whether. Maybe they, like, have major arteries in their face or something. So that's just. <laughs> well, they do have that big, like. Well, I mean, the, the was it the like. Yes, it was very gray, yeah, like the it, big cephalitic head. Yes. Okay. All right. So yeah. maybe they're like, this is the best place to extract blood. Also, head wounds bleed a lot, so it'd be. Yeah. It All wasn't right. said. Uh, whether or not he, whether or not they they just poked a needle in his face, like hypodermic wise, or whether uh, they use like a suction cup or whatever. I like the uh, idea of them just getting like a giant plunger type situation and just like pumping it out of his face. 
It makes me laugh. I'm here for that. So and plunger. So <laughs> exactly. Stop making gross mouth noises. What kind no. of Hanna Barbera stuff is this, man? <laughs> so soon after, another alien. Uh, so those aliens left. Another alien, Antonio, <laughs> described as obviously female, naked, and attractive, mm-hmm. walked in, and to which he immediately had relations with it. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> there he goes. Homeboy fucked a Martian once. <laughs> so immediately afterwards, after the deed, uh, the alien indicated that she was now pregnant and that she was going to raise their hybrid child in space. Uh, Wait, so she like immediately knew? She immediately knew. God, that must be nice. So what happened was... <laughs> Hey! <laughs> so she, um, all she did was she pointed at her belly and then pointed at the sky and then somehow that telepathically got into Antonio's uh, brain. Oh, they of- can communicate telepathically, yet she's still like, look at this, and I go up there. <laughs> what the? No. They they probably don't really think that we're smart enough to understand like telepathic. Oh, like yeah. so so they're racist. Yes. yes. Oh, exactly. that makes a lot of they're, sense. They're yeah. doing they're doing that Karen white woman thing. Yeah, when they're they like, talk, do you speak do English? You speak? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just very condescending. Yeah. Where so, did he go down this way <laughs> or this way? She. Oh God, no. So um, still naked. Uh, after she left, he was given a tour of the spaceship. He was naked. He, that yeah. w- he was still naked. He was still naked. I just w- I want to get the, a they, clear picture in they my They took brain. his clothes and covered him in gel. They okay. took him on a naked tour of the spaceship? Yes. Wait. So wait, if he yes. was covered in gel, like were they just lubing him up for the, the alien girl? That's the only thing that I can think of. Also, there that might have been a thing of like, like just... Proper medical testing. I have no idea. Maybe this the, episode needs a parental advisory warning. Maybe, yes, it does. Maybe the gel is like some high tech, like space thing where he doesn't need a space suit. If he's like that stuff in they it. put Tony Shalhoub in in Galaxy Quest and yeah. shot him through space. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. So that was a hell of a thing. Oh yeah. He was given a naked tour of the spaceship, given back his clothes, and dropped him off in the place they picked him up. He went on to become a lawyer, got married, had five children, and to his dying day, never once changed his story. <laughs> to his his children, like, hey, you know you have a half-brother in space, right? Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> but that's not Vlorp the... Quad uh, misses <laughs> you, and we need to send him a Christmas never card. Saw, when, when never saw the spaceship. When two beings love each other very much. Or whenever you get kidnapped and... And lubed up by aliens. <laughs> by aliens. So how many of This you... is my favorite episode oh, ever. Oh, yeah. How many of you are familiar with Benny and Barney Hill? <laughs> I'm I'm familiar with Benny Hill. No, 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 no. <laughs> Betty and Barney Hill, uh, more commonly known as the Hill abduction yep. or the uh, Zeta Reticuli incident. Yep. The reason they call it the Zeta Reticuli incident is because the um, aliens told. Betty and Barney Hill, that that's where they're from, is a place called Zeta Reticuli. Uh, This happened in September 19th, 1961. The Hills were driving back to uh, Port... (laughs) What? Not Hank. (laughs) That's all I can think of. (laughs) Damn it, Bobby. (laughs) Oh, God. The alien shows up. He's like, propane and propane accessories. (laughs) I don't know what... I can't... I've never seen so much whacking. (laughs) Like a couple of 
darn spider monkeys. <laughs> so the Hills were driving back to Portsmouth from a vacation in Niagara Falls and Montreal. Well, it, yeah, oh, that, that's, yeah. <laughs> While driving, Betty Hill reported to see a light shoot across the sky similar to a shooting star, but upward. Since it moved erratically and grew bigger and brighter, Betty urged Barney to stop the car for a closer look, like an idiot, as well as walk their dog, Delcy. Barney stopped at a scenic picnic area just south of Twin Mountain. Betty, looking through binoculars, observed a, quote, odd-shaped craft flashing multicolored lights uh, traveling across the face of the moon. Getting back in the car, because Barney was like, no, let's get let's get out of Dodge. <laughs> we need to skedaddle. <laughs> not, let's not do this. Uh, getting back in the car, the craft came closer, showing to be about 80 meters, meters in length, began to chase them down the highway. It, uh, so again, they Does it stopped. Say what they were driving? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. honestly, it, I it, don't know why it matters. I'm no, just curious. It wasn't a very fast <laughs> car. Uh, like I want that station wagon. So just for some reason, Barney judgment decided based on the car you drive, guys. Yeah. That's, so that's for some reason, uh, Barney Hill decided to stop the car again, get out of the car. The craft was directly above them. And uh, so he saw this screen. He saw about 10 humanoid figures behind a screen on the aircraft. He was then telepathically communicated to, quote, stay where you are and do not look away. Barney, again, decided to get out of Dodge, got back in the car and tried fleeing. Almost immediately, the Hills heard a rhythmic series of beeping or buzzing sounds, which they said seemed to bounce off the trunk of their vehicle. The car vibrated and a tingling sensation passed through the Hills' bodies. The Hills said that, then they experienced the onset of an altered state of consciousness that left their minds dulled. A second series of beeping or buzzing sounds returned to the couple the, uh, returned the couple to full consciousness. They found that they had traveled nearly 35 miles south, but had only vague spotty memories of this section of road. They recalled making sudden, a sudden unplanned turn, encountering a roadblock, and observing a fiery orb in the road. Now, this is what they remember from that moment. But in the weeks afterwards, then they start um, remembering things. So this, initial, this was not the initial abduction. There were a lot of weird, unexplained oddities after this incident. Uh, their watches would never run again. Barney said that the leather strap for, the uh, for his binoculars was torn, though he swore up and down that they were in perfectly fine shape before this incident happened. That's just him trying to collect on that product insurance. <laughs> the toes of his best brand new dress shoes were uh, scraped. Uh, <laughs> Betty's dress, uh, the dress she wore during the event, was torn at the hem, zipper, and lining. Later, when she retrieved the items from her closet, she noted a pinkish uh, powder... Uh, the dress that Betty wore during the event was torn at the hem, zipper, and lining. Later, when she retrieved the items from her closet, she noted a pinkish powder on the dress. She hung the dress on her clothesline, and the pink powder immediately blew away, but the dress was irreparably <gasps> damaged. Spaceballing. <laughs> space drugs. Dude, okay, okay. Does so, that mean that even if I go to space, I can't escape my allergies? Uh, yes. Yeah. That's. But, ah. Well, you might not be allergic to space pollen. Oh, that's fair. In space, no one can hear you sneeze. <laughs> I knew where it was going, <laughs> and I still loved it. There were shiny concentric circles on the car's trunk that had not been there the previous day. Betty and Barney experimented with a compass, noting when that when they moved it close to the spots, the needle would whirl rapidly. But when they moved it a few inches away from the shiny spots, it would drop down. 
Um, honestly, we could do an entire episode on the Betty and Barney Hill abduction. We should. We absolutely should. But I'm going to give you guys the run, the the abridged version because this is scary. So then Betty actually started a few days later. She started having these incredibly vivid, incredibly disturbing, incredibly like all-consuming dreams. Mm-hmm. Five nights in a row. Uh, in the dreams, uh, Betty, Barney, and uh, the men. Uh, that she saw walked up a ramp into a disc-shaped craft of a metallic appearance. Once inside, Barney and Betty were separated, and she was told by a man that she called the leader that if she and Barney were examined together, it would take much longer to conduct the exams. She and Barney were then taken to separate rooms. Betty then dreamt that a new man, similar to the others, entered uh, to conduct her exam with the leader. Betty called this new man the examiner and said that he had a pleasant, calm manner. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Are you just picturing Jeff Goldblum? Because that's what I'm picturing. No, I'm just, just go, just, I'm alone with my horrid thoughts. (laughs) Through the, oh, oh, are you like, we gotta separate you and your Yeah, yeah, I'm just uh, giggling at that. I'm a bad person and this is hilarious to me. No, fully. Though the leader and the examiner spoke to her in English, the examiner's command of the language seemed imperfect and she had difficulty understanding him. Both Betty and Barney Hill later said that we never watched their mouths move. (laughs) They're just mentally, we need you to take this exam. Yes. To test your knowledge of Nevada driving rules. <laughs> the fitness grand pacer test. <laughs> then why am I naked? <laughs> Don't worry about yeah. that. It's fine. That's for the examiner to just. <laughs> the examiner told Betty that he would conduct a few tests to note the difference between uh, humans and the craft's occupants. He seated her on a chair and a bright light was shown on her. The man cut off a lock of Betty's hair. He examined her eyes, ears, mouth, teeth, throat, and hands. Uh, He saved trimmings from her fingernails. After examining her legs and feet, the man used a dull knife, similar to a letter opener, to scrape some of her skin onto what resembled cellophane. So just scraped off like dead skin, wasn't like breaking the skin or anything. He then tested her nervous system, and he thrust a large needle into her navel, which caused Betty agonizing pain, whereupon the leader waved his hand in front of her eyes, and the pain immediately vanished. The examiner left the room, and Betty engaged in conversation with the leader. Uh, She picked up a book with rows of strange symbols that the leader said she could take home with her. She also asked from where he came, and he pulled down an instructional map dotted with stars. In Betty's dream account, the men began escorting the hills from the ship when a disagreement broke out. The leader then informed Betty that she couldn't keep the book, stating that they had decided that the other men did not want her to even remember the encounter. Betty insisted that no matter what they did to her memory, she would one day recall the events. (gasps) Foreshadowing. She and Barney were (laughs) taken to their car where the leader suggested that they wait to watch the craft's departure. They did so, then resumed their drive. Hey, hey. You just watch us go before you leave. It's uh, like, <laughs> we'll, make us feel better. We'll wave when we hit the upper atmosphere. Yeah. We'll always have the navel needle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were later hit. Uh, Betty and Barney Hill were later hypnotized weeks later to try to figure out because uh, this was like, again, ruining their lives and compromising their mental health. So they were like, well, why don't we? So they started contacting people. They started um, trying to 
get answers of like, should we seek mental health professionals? Should we talk to the government? Should we talk to uh, journalists? They talked to all three, and finally they uh, spoke to a hypno- to a very a cre- hypnotherapist named Gerald. Was that really his name? Because he was a hypnotherapist. Absolutely, he was a very uh, as He's far really as- good at racquetball. <laughs> They were, uh, but both of them were hypnotized because Barney at first, at at least it kind of seemed like he was like, my wife is like, this was just a lot and we just need a hypnotist to try to get her dreams to go away. And then they were both hypnotized (laughs) and started recalling events and it was significantly more scary and traumatic for Barney Hill. Um, so he closed his eyes a lot of the time. So he, he, he just remembered like the belly button needle. Like what? Dude, so <laughs> I can't help but laugh at this because I'm just picturing Betty and Barney rubble. Okay. The entire time. <laughs> See, and I've been picturing a combination of Betty and Barney rubble, and then the family from King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Like yeah. like like an a mesh a, amalgamation yeah. of it. So that is not what they look like at. In the slightest, they are actually a they were actually a very handsome interracial couple in nineteen sixty seven. And good on them. Yeah, they, they're absolutely adorable. So is it possible that because of them being an interracial couple that this was uh some sort of government thing? Um, these the way that they described them were very much grazed, like they were clearly not human. The only reason that um, Betty described them as men was because she kind of didn't know what else to call them. And space dongs. Yeah, and spa- I don't think she ever saw any space dongs. They were uh, apparently they had uh, black military esque uniforms with black capes. Uh, oh. Men in black. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so they were dressed like the aliens from Plan 9. Yes. All righty then. So these uh, few instances, these were um, these were what like stapled everybody being like, okay, so this is what happens, like the probing and the uh, medical experiments and the weird gel that you see in pop culture when they <laughs> depict. Th- this has got to be the first time... I've heard an alien abduction story where they described an outfit. Really? Yeah, uh, most of most of the yeah, yeah most uh, it's, you know just grays. They're, or or they're they're either in like space suits. Suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, space yeah. suits, but not like a uniform. Like or they're a, just like naked. Naked. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember uh I know that uh Antonio um, Sabato Jr. <laughs> Antonio Boas. Uh he had an artist rendition <laughs> made of what the male depicting um, aliens looked like that abducted him. But I don't know if Benny and Barney Hill ever did. But they, um, but that actually sets a weird precedent, them being a, an interracial couple. <laughs> what? I pictured him talking to a sketch artist, like a cop <laughs> sketch artist. Yes. Like, yes. And, and he had really big eyes. Yeah. No, no, tiny like, blue eyes. Like bigger. <laughs> no. Bigger. No, they actually had very uh, large uh, heart-shaped heads, as you see in a lot of mm-hmm. um, like grays type yeah. situations. But because their eyes were tiny so and blue. Full of love. Oh God. <laughs> so, but the thing is, is with them being an interracial couple, it almost it's a big reason why Barney didn't want to 
draw attention. Draw attention. Neither yeah. one of them really wanted a lot of attention from this. Again, they were just trying because they didn't talk about it for weeks until after uh, Betty started having these dreams and it started like affecting their daily lives. Yeah. Well, and that's I mean, like that that's what we're we're cracking a lot of jokes and Yeah. But that's not to say that we don't take these things seriously because really it the type of horrible things that happen to people who have dealt with these situations mm -hmm. is astronomical. It and really does destroy their entire Oh yeah. And and even if you subscribe to the notion that these thing kind of things could just be a form of sleep paralysis or a form of mass hysteria or any of those things that people use, you still can't discredit the fact that whatever these people experienced really disturbed them yeah and yeah. caused them actual mental distress yeah true trauma yeah yes that was a big reason why they went to a hypnotist was because we're like we are having memories of this at least betty uh predominantly was but she um but the hypnotist was i mean as far as hypnotists go hypnotherapists go this guy was like very well accredited had a really like like really good reputation and everything he had a degree <laughs> in hypnotherapy he was accredited um he he uh but he, he didn't have them remember he made sure to not have them remember anything after the hypnotherapy session until he was absolutely certain that they wouldn't be traumatized from the events so they didn't so he didn't like they didn't because for about six months they had hypnotherapy sessions and both of their uh sit both of their uh recollection of the events during under hypnotism were scary accurate to one another yeah i mean you could you could argue that it's like well they just they just like got Cop their they, they got their well, story straight but I, I so mm. right so not to discredit them at all because this this one, like, legitimately sounds terrifying. Oh, yeah. I always have a bit of an issue with people that go to hypnotherapy to remember these kinds of things because I know how easy it is to influence people's subconscious. Im implanted oh, yeah. memories. Yeah, especially when they're in that kind of a vulnerable state where they are open to being influenced. Yeah. So, like, anytime somebody has... Like, I'm not saying that hypnotherapy isn't a good thing to do if you're having issues... But I take it all with a grain of salt. Oh, absolutely. No, that's... Um, well, a dose of... We, like, we come at everything with a dose of skepticism. Yeah. We we want to believe, but yeah. we need to be shown. Uh, but it's still, like, whether you believe that that's the root cause or not, these people are having experiences. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And absolutely. So, yeah. But something... The thing... <laughs> Because that was my first grain of, okay, this might not have happened. Like, that was my first, like, dose of sec of skepticism. Because how many times have we heard of people going into hypnotherapy and remembering things that don't happen? Whether it is them just manifesting something or whether it is the hypnotherapist themselves taking advantage of that person in a vulnerable spot. <laughs> but what, I don't I don't see what a hypnotherapist no. uh, would have to gain from no. doing it, such a thing. It, yeah. because it's not it's, even that they're gaining something. A lot of times it's their own perceived like biases that yeah. go in with it. Like a lot of the 
Um, so the dude's just Dan Aykroyd. He's like, no, you saw a spaceship. You saw a spaceship. <laughs> you saw. Or trying to trying to help in such a way to be like, let me help you explain what happened to you in a way. Oh, okay. You don't, yeah. you don't have answers for why you're feeling this way. Let me give them to you, yeah. whether it actually happened so, or not. So they had this happen, uh, and I, I don't remember the exact... It, it was a, a while ago, like years and years, back when I was a kid. Um, there was that panic with a bunch of children that were being molested Satanic, by... Uh, the satanic panic, but it was yeah. a satanic child sex cult. Yeah, yeah. where a lot of the children didn't actually have anything happen to them. Right. But mm-hmm. their therapists who walked them through it... Yeah. 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 Put those ideas in there. Yeah. So it, it's similar to that. Right. You guys want to talk about Whitley Stryber? Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> Uh, for those of you that don't know who Whitley Stryber is, he's a well-known horror writer that wrote things like uh, The Greys, Hemlock Grove, and his nonfiction book that actually tells the story of what happened to him, uh, Communion, which harrows his tale of realizing that he was abducted by aliens in his northern New York cabin before his... I mean, he's kind of a douche, but like... So Wh- Whitley Stryber was a, was a big... Uh co-guest, co-host often of Coast to Coast AM yeah. with Art Bell. Yeah. Uh, was he... I'm trying to remember. Is he the one who wrote The Day After Tomorrow? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that um, was a different guy. I'm, he was really big into draw, uh, drawing. Uh, he was really big into writing about werewolves, which started <laughs> a lot of terrible TV pilots, but we're not going to talk about that. Also, uh, there was a communion... Movie starring Christopher Walken. No, he, which, dr- he wrote the day after tomorrow. Oh, he did. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that guy. Uh, the movie Communion is garbage. Don't watch it. Um, so in his northern New York cabin before uh, his alleged abduction, he did not believe in UFOs. This has been verified by people that knew him before the incident. Uh, basically, thought that it was a bunch of dumb hillbillies watching too much TV, which I take offense to, sir. <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> But on December 26, 1985, at 11 p.m., uh, at Streber's cabin in the woods, his home security system goes off. It does not wake up his wife, who is sleeping next to him. Anne. Anne? Yeah, Anne okay. Streber. Yeah. Uh, walks out to see what the disturbance was. Next thing he knows, he's in the woods with a hell of a headache and a strange pain in his foot. Uh, he goes to a... <laughs> God, these are all aliens just pervs or what? No, I think we we don't have the high uh, high enough mental capacity to appreciate what they're actually doing. Okay, okay. So he goes to a doctor immediately and is told he has had a seizure. When his discomfort doesn't go away, he seeks help from a hypnotist again and realizes that he has been abducted by aliens. So, okay. What if since we're on conspiracies all the time. Okay. Okay. So what if the abducted by aliens thing is a gambit that the reptilians have put into play <gasps> so that when people are like selected by the government for like experimentation and stuff, mm-hmm. all the therapists are in their pockets and they're like, no, they need to be abducted by aliens so they don't suspect us. Preacher? But aren't the reptilians aliens? Yeah, but, but they, they've but, been here for generations. But they don't want people to know that they're here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They want people to think that other aliens are coming. Uh, so here, I I have a problem with that because I believe that the Greys and 
uh, Andromedans and the reptilians uh, don't get along. Yeah. So, oh, you, so you think it's a yeah. frame job? I think it's a frame job. So uh, that when the Greys eventually come here with the intention of like liberating us from our reptilian overlords, right? That will be like, no, you've been abducting us for centuries, and we're not going to trust you. And then we'll just start a war. So with them. you think the Greys are benevolent beings? I don't necessarily think they're benevolent. <laughs> just not as sinister as the reptilian. Yes. Um. So he wrote. So Self-interested. Through hypnotherapy, he remembers having a needle stuck in through his eye mm -hmm. and a tube up his butt, which is predominantly where the whole anal probing thing comes from. That was that was kind of relatively not the most well-known thing up until Whitley Strieber. <laughs> tube. Um, he also had an implant surgically placed in his ear, which was later removed. By them or by someone else? No, by a medical professional. Um, by a podiatrist. Real, by a podiatrist. A podiatrist. <laughs> My ear hurts, foot doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had a buddy who was a podiatrist, got it out of him, and this podiatrist went on to have a very long fascination and kind of a pseudo-career in extracting and examining what was reported to be um, alien implants. Okay, this is a public service announcement right now. Okay, yeah. listen. He had a buddy who was a podiatrist. Mm -hmm. And he was like, look, I got this problem with my ear. If you have a friend in the medical field, <laughs> leave them alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let them do their work at work. If you have a buddy that's a nurse, you What's have a buddy that's a doctor. Like to you? Yeah. Leave these people alone. Get hey. your ass to the doctor. <laughs> hey man, you're a doctor. Does this look infected? Yeah. To you? No. Stop oh. doing everybody does that. So everybody, stop it <laughs> right now. So before he started going to hypnotherapy, he thought that he uh, his alarm went off and somebody <laughs> abducted him and assaulted him in the woods. So he didn't tell anybody this because he, he was so... I'm embarrassed that I got taken. Yeah, no. He Well, he thought he had gotten assaulted in the woods. So he told nobody. He was so horrified. But after this, he almost... He was almost constantly abducted like on like multiple times a week was getting brought back to so okay why this i want our fields of interest to cross paths and just once i want an abductee to be stumbling out of the woods as dumb dumb gary's making the meat pyramid <laughs> you know and they're like, yeah, what you doing there? I just got abducted by aliens. Cool, this isn't real. Keep walking. <laughs> Dope. I'm here for this it. This is all an illusion. Yeah. So finally he tells his wife what's going on, and she says, this has been happening to me too. Like, yeah. for months on end, yeah. she's like, she's experiencing the same thing. He began having all kinds of scientists from reporters stay at his place. They were seeing stuff. Uh, something that I realized with uh, this, and it's actually not very uncommon in this, um, a lot of aliens will match whatever emotion you have. So uh, he had somebody stay... And this, uh, and he, and a guest at his house, he was this reporter or whatever, uh, woke up and there was an alien sitting on his bed and he immediately began screaming. The alien donned a hawk face, started screaming and ran outside, <laughs> grabbed Whitley and said, I can't be here anymore and left. 
Like this was the most cartoony thing. Wait, I've wait, ever wait. Heard the alien life. went outside. Yes, the alien did this. It ET'd. Yeah. It was like, ah! Yes. It just took off. I'm just imagining, like, all those cartoon moments where the, like, the the main character turns around and just starts screaming, and then whatever scary monster they were facing also starts screaming. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what it's, happened. It's Drew Barrymore looking in the face of E.T. Yes. Yeah. Like, so eventually, straight up. So eventually this kind of died off, and he started um, attending a lot of different um, talk shows talking about what happened, but he, again, his life was ruined he was went bankrupt like four times like went had a bunch of interviews where he's like i got divorced like yeah nobody wants to buy my books like this poor man like he's good now but no good came from telling people about this no No good came from him saying this happened to me which is awful and you should listen to people when they say they've been abducted by aliens you know who else you should listen to if they get abducted by them (gasps) Step <gasps> for the reptilian report everybody the segment of the show where i out a lizard person and tell you why they're a lizard person this week we're going to be talking about another musician but we're also going to be talking about a musician actress and pop culture icon we're going to be talking about miss share oh i'm here for this yep, one yeah yep. i'm i'm behind it so there's a lot of different evidence but the the most damning thing about this reptilian report is Was sunny bono no, actually. <laughs> actually, that is a thing of mine. Even back in the day, Cher was way out of his league. Yeah. So that has to be some sort of like reptilian arranged marriage. I don't understand. <laughs> so uh, she was born Sherilyn uh, Sarkeesian. For a while, she adopted the stage name of Bonnie Jo Mason. Dude, Sarkeesian is a reptilian name if I've ever heard one. She didn't even try. Yeah, like, uh, but after being assimilated, she changed it legally to just Cher in 1978. Uh, Cher revealed to David Letterman that after her divorce from Sonny, uh, the one and only Elvis Presley invited her to one of his shows in Las Vegas uh, and being just being like, hey, you want to come to a show of mine? Like, trying to get with her. Uh, and she turned him down, which is a clear sign of reptilian uh, not understanding human physical attractiveness or an opportunity knocking at your door. No, no. Okay, now that's, that's I'm talking a- about the gravy train, man. Like, uh, just dude, get that I, Elvis I money. I I get it, but but yeah. Vegas Elvis looked like me. <laughs> like that's not no. Attractive. This was this was like Bye Bye Birdie Elvis. Like this was like Harem Scarum Elvis. This was back in the day. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. I'd have to double check, but I'm like almost confident. No, if it's after she broke up with Sonny Bono. No, this is before. Oh, he was trying to hook up with her while she was married to Sonny Bono? No, 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 no. This was when she was started like doing her own. This was when she was like still just a solo artist before she got with Sonny Bono. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, that Now the timeline makes yes. sense. Okay, cool. She has been linked romantically to Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, Warren Beatty, Gene, Gene Simmons, Michael Bolton, among others. What all these men have in common? They're lizard people. Anthony Kiedis claims to have slept with her when he was 13. A- Gross. She should go to jail if that happened. B, lizard person. Uh, she's butthurt that her and Sonny have yet to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What did they contribute? Quote, it just seems kind of rude. B, 
because we were a huge part of a certain kind of music and we lasted for a very long time. It's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Dude, uh, l- I've Got You Babe does not deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Absolutely not. Uh, Bono and Cher married two years after they met in the bathroom of their apartment in 1965. <laughs> Wait, they Which got... is reptilian as hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, got, my God. They got married in the bathroom in the bathroom of their apartment okay <laughs> see my brain is still real tired <laughs> so when you said after they met for the first time in the bathroom of their apartment no. i was <laughs> like what she's like wait you live here too <laughs> how bizarre you want to get hitched yeah it sounds good <laughs> <laughs> she is the only female artist in history to have had a number one to have had number one singles in the 1960s, 70s, 80s, and 90s in the I, U.S. She, she does believe in life after life. The, the, I, I'm <laughs> getting to that shortly. She has won an Academy Award, a Grammy Award, an Emmy Award, three Golden Globe Awards, and Best Actress Award at the Cannes Film, Fest, Film Festival. But not the Rock and Roll Hall of, Hall of Fame Award. And she's Suck it, Cher. <laughs> Boom. So I am convinced that auto-tuning is reptilian technology. No. <gasps> I believe that. Not originate. This is my main thing as to why Cher is a lizard person. Not originated, but popularized by Cher. She was the kickoff for reptilians using auto-tune as a brainwashing technique. Dude, okay. Subliminal messaging. I'm here for it. You were were barely alive when that hit? Yeah. Okay. That goddamn earworm. (laughs) Yeah. Like... That song was ever nobody had heard auto tune before mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I mean, like really. Yeah, and you're like, "Ooh, what's that weird pitch thing they just did?" Yeah. Like, that's neat. She sounds like a robot. Yes, and see, I was always so mad that I couldn't match the tune in that song because yeah. I can sing. Yeah, yeah, but I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it, but it was every. And if you're like me, and you hate share. <laughs> You wanted Joy- to burn the planet. Joy's gonna kill you. I. That's fine. <laughs> oh yeah. Cher is objectionably awful. Yeah. In every way, shape, or form. Yeah. I don't like Moonstruck. I uh, first. Yeah, we can blame her for Nicolas Cage. Yes. So boo. Absolutely. Right. Uh, I <laughs> mermaids grew up bad. seeing her flat mermaids ass so bad. in those fishnet pants on the weird. Battleship for some reason. Yeah. I hated that. I she's she. I will give her her due for being an influence hugely in making the drag community popular. Oh, absolutely. In the eighties, yes. So, but but beyond that, no. <laughs> she's a reptile. She, she's like one of the few people that that does the weird like stiff like, stiff hand hair flip over the shoulder that really bothers me when they do it. Dude, if you want proof she's a reptile, look how often she licks her lips. Yeah, it's weird. I lick my lips a lot. Not no. like Cher. No, she, that's a reptilian oh, okay. thing. Like, like, she's a lizard, dude. She's a... We've had... bizarre. We've had um, reptilian... I think it was our Elton John episode, Why do you actually. blink twice every time you say reptilian? Shut up. (laughs) It's because they're trying to get to her. (gasps) I'm not a lizard person yet. Ian was wrong. Um, So... (laughs) No, but it was our Elton John episode. (laughs) Sorry, took me off the rails. Um, It was our Elton John episode where uh, we all saw a video of 
Elton John rapidly licking his lips much like yeah. a lizard. That was yeah. like a damning piece of evidence, I think. Like it was too it was too weird. And Cher so, does that crap all the time. Oh, Cher does it constantly. It wasn't like an isolated incident like it was with Elton John. <gasps> Are we gonna talk about the big piece of news? <gasps> I don't wanna talk about this one because it makes me so angry. But uh we kinda gotta talk <laughs> about it. We're gonna lead the news with it. So we're uh, we're Cher reptile. Yeah. General consensus. General, General consensus. consensus. She's a um, reptile. So yeah. The internet is ridiculous, and here we go. A bunch of hackneyed morons have decided to band together and storm Area 51. Quote, they can't stop all of us. Yes, yes they, they can. can. They absolutely Jeez, you owe me can. a Coke. <laughs> they don't. Never buy you Hey, guys, a Coke. I don't know if you knew this or not, but the government has weaponized drones. They can absolutely You're not going to make it within 10 miles of, of that place. The government has been prepping for this exact situation for decades. Yeah. Let every, okay, first off, Independence Day is a movie. <laughs> if... 9,000 rednecks show up in RVs, they're going to get blown the fuck up. Yes. You're going to die. Yeah. Do not storm Area 51. Two, there is no reason to storm Area 51. There's nothing You know there. why? Yes. It's the front. You know what it is, therefore it's not what it is. If I can find directions to a place on map quest there's a gift shop on the way <laughs> they don't have anything there bud no it's no there hasn't been anything there for a long long time all yeah. of that stuff has been under yucca mountain <laughs> for years yeah the second yeah. that somebody came forward like the very first time somebody came forward and was like oh yeah they're storing alien technology in area 51 the government went well, we got to move now. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there's nothing there except bullets. Bullets with your dumb name on it. Look, Big, stay away. Guys, these aren't just like your little bullets from a handgun or a rifle. These are assault weapon bullets. Look, they are going to put a hole in you the size of a basketball. Okay. Stop it. <laughs> so, look, I get it. I... I I'm not telling anybody to invade or attack a government facility. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying if you're the the truth is out there and if you're looking for it, dope. I appreciate the sentiment. But I research this every second of every day. This is how my brain works. Just do a little bit of research. Just 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 read up on Area 51 just a little bit and you'll understand that it is a futile attempt. Don't do it. In other news. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. A priest in South America, in Colombia to be specific, has decided to exercise an entire city. He is going to he is going to perform a mass exorcism. Oh, that's what, that was my question. All at once or one by at a time? flying over the city. Spraying the town with holy water and performing the religious rites of exorcism to cast out the demons of an entire city. I mean, it's ambitious. So, okay. So, so wait, what is he going to use to fly over the city? 
Well, an airplane. Some, no, something okay, that, you that fly was my in. question. Yeah. No, no, that was my question. I was like, does he? Are we thinking helicopter? Or are we thinking is private this, plane? Is this a Catholic priest? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Catholic Church has plenty of funds available to them to afford a, a plane for an exorcism. They're fine. Stop donating to Notre Dame. Anyways, so <laughs> come on. <laughs> but okay, so I f- see flaws in your plan, but I appreciate you trying to <laughs> rid us of the horrible demons. It's Katie's fault. Let her take yeah. care of it. My um, bad. <laughs> a, a bit of sad news uh, for us in the conspiracy world. Um, is anybody familiar with Robert Rackstraw? Name sounds familiar. Robert Rackstraw passed away this week at the ripe old age of 75. He was the prime D.B. Cooper suspect. Oh, no. Yeah, he passed away. Uh, It was never proven, but most of the evidence was kind of damning that it was him. Uh, Do some research on Robert Rackstraw uh, and uh, check him out because... DB Cooper. He also dead, guys. he also once faked his own death <laughs> to get out of criminal charges and was put in prison for insurance fraud twice. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> I- <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, Steve Cowell uh, debuted his latest discoveries of antiquity, including a 500-year-old Aztec artifact that has. Easily depictable carvings of graves. What? Yeah, clear as day. Ancient big, aliens. Big melon-headed aliens, just chilling with the Aztecs, being like, "I don't know, give me that virgin's heart. I don't care." <laughs> like this is great. I mean, I'll take it. I guess. Like, thanks for the gesture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, I don't know. Um, Ancient aliens, man. A- aliens. Uh, a little bit of heartwarming news. <gasps> Champy, the Champlain Lake monster, <gasps> has received a plaque. Oh, my gosh. Uh, legendary Lake Monster lives here. Over 300 sightings reported since 1819. Up to 200 feet long. Uh, New York State law protects this regional creature. I love the fact that governments are now protecting cryptids. Like, yeah. it is legislation that you cannot harm these animals. <laughs> I- yeah. I love it. Not gonna lie. You do need to kill Wendigos, though. Well, yeah, but and one one for you guys. <gasps> Who's ready to pool our money? Oh, I have some friends that could probably pick it up for us. Uh-oh. Okay. Currently in Scotland, for sale, a haunted playhouse. <gasps> <laughs> Shut up and take my money! Give me! Give me! Give me! Give me! Give me! Give me! Scottish Facebook users have been searching for a potential steal on the site's marketplace. Feature feature spotted a rather spooky item that was up for sale. A children's Tyco Playhouse that is haunted. Oh, I just want to take Annabelle and put her in there. No. And be like triple haunted. No. 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 First off, cool. Right. No. No, I'm okay with that. And then I'm going to take that creepy floating head that they put in the cursed cupboard and I'm going to put it in there too. What do we we need you're to name monster. him? Uh, if you're listening, if you followed us on Facebook uh, or Instagram or Twitter, um, we posted a picture yesterday of the creepy haired skeleton head that's in the uh, skullet. Yeah, it's, it's got in a skull. the cursed cupboard. It's in the cursed cupboard, as Hannah has dubbed it, and uh, we need a name for it. So hit us up uh, with your suggestions. So, uh, oh God, it started moving. Uh, yeah. 
It's it moves. It's terrifying. Ew. So I've got some deaths for you guys today. Tell us all about it. Uh, besides the the DB Cooper, you know, <laughs> R.I.P. Man. Yeah. Uh, just in general, this week we lost general Cheddar. Cheddar <gasps> from Brooklyn Nine Nine, the adorable little corgi. Oh, Cheddar, R.I.P. R.I.P. Cheddar. Um, <laughs> going back in time. Uh, in 1814, Viscount William Howe, the British military leader, uh, died at the age of 84. How, you ask? Probably natural causes. I didn't look it up. (laughs) 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 Sorry. (laughs) 1892, Alexander Cartwright, American sportsman, recognized as the inventor of modern baseball, for all you sports ball nerds out there, died at 72. Oh. Baseball is super fun to play, but it kind of sucks to watch. A lot of sports are like that. Shut up. <laughs> in in 2002, Edward Lee Howard uh, dies at the age of 50. He was a CIA case officer and an alleged Soviet spy. <gasps> he died after breaking his neck during an accidental fall. No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Open your eyes, Hannah. <laughs> Those are my death days for this week, man. Oh my god, what a great episode, guys! I'm, Again, I'm pretty okay. If you guys want us to place. do another uh, UFO episode, or not a UFO episode, alien abduction episode, we could do a, multiple different episodes on like alien implants alone. We didn't. We didn't even get to Travis Walton. Oh no. my god, no. we have to come back at some point oh, and definitely. do this topic again. So I think that about wraps it up. Thank you, gentlemen and lady, and thank you, listeners. Join us next week when Hannah and I start a Hatfield and McCoy esque feud that will last for generations, purely for funsies. Next week on the Underground Files. I get you. <laughs> You've been listening to AU Radio Underground Files. Music is provided by Cubby, PurplePlanet.com, and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground Copyright 2018 All Rights Reserved. like to contact the show follow us on twitter at au underscore radio facebook at au radio podcast instagram at au dot radio or you can email the show at podcast at adv you can also support this show and all the shows on au radio by becoming a patron of the au radio network find us on patreon as au radio at adventures underground you can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as a dollar a month thanks for listening